Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at today in show 115 Office 365 and cloud computing, Kelly becomes an amateur TV and radio star, a new way to plan your TV and sport viewing, smartphone car security, plus iPlayer on iOS and radio streams. First off, here's Pete with the latest tech news. Frequency cast, now loading, news. The headlines for September 2015, and one of the biggest tech stories of the moment, is the Ashley Madison data breach. Over 33 million people were registered with a site that helps people to have affairs, and 10 gigs worth of data has been shared on the dark web. Many users paid for a full delete of their data, but the leaked database shows that enough data remains for people still to be identified. It's understood that there were 1.2 million users in the UK using the site. The Have I Been Pwned website shows whether your data has been compromised in this or any other high-profile hack. The link is on our show notes. Next, in some good news for Twitter users, the limit of 140 characters for direct messages has been removed. The change raises the number of characters to 10,000, dropping a restriction that has frustrated many users keen to chat or send more than a few words privately over Twitter. Next, the 9th of September is Apple Day. Expect announcements from the firm about a new iPhone 6S and 6S Plus, as well as a revamped Apple TV with Siri voice control. In a clever marketing twist, Apple's announcement included the words Hey Siri, give us a hint. If you have your device handy, give it a go. Twice. Staying with virtual assistants, the artificial Siri, Cortana and Google Now are set to be joined by a new service from Facebook called M. Unlike their computerised rivals, the new Facebook M service will be powered by humans, with a team of M trainers helping with real-time tasks. Currently in beta, M will be free and built into Facebook Messenger. Next, Drone Watch. Boeing has developed and tested a portable laser that can be deployed to sensitive areas to destroy unmanned drones, flying where they shouldn't. Nature has its own anti-drone devices too, eagles and hawks. See the link on our show notes for some interesting takedown footage. Next, EETV customers can now stream live TV to their smartphone or tablet, as well as browse the electronic program guide. Also, like other rival set-top boxes, EETV users can now use their gadgets as a remote control and to show photos and videos on the big screen. And finally, got a 3D printer? Two can play that game. Rescued from a wildlife fair in Rio de Janeiro, a toucan called Tita was in a very sorry state as her beak had broken away. A replacement beak took three months to design and just two hours to 3D print. Tita's now eating normally and on the mend. If you're nosy, see the link to the full story on our website. Thanks very much, Pete. For more tech news, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Frequencycast, now loading. Focus. 
Frequency Cast 115. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Pete. How are you doing today? I'm not too bad, though I'm in a very strange place. Yes. I've finally lured you to my pad, haven't I? I know. It's been um, quite a few years and I've managed to get away with it until now. You're in the boys' lair. What do you think? It kind of looks like a second-hand junk shop. What was the first thing you noticed when you walked in? The do not touch sign on a laptop that is hidden in a corner. Yeah, well, we're going to look at that. What this is over here is a radio station. What I'm doing here is testing a streaming internet service, actually for my local hospital radio station, and I need to run a a 24-hour-a-day radio station. So I've got an old laptop, I repurposed it, and it's sitting there being a uh, shoutcast server. Only you would do that for fun. It has to be done. Right, what else have you got? Have a look around. Let me uh, introduce you to some of my kit. Well, of course there is a coffee machine. Ah, yes, that's my little faithful Tassimo machine. Well, next to that, obviously, is then all of the radio equipment. Uh, Yes, so what you're looking at here is my VHF, UHF radio, my antenna tuner. You'll remember this from your foundation course, of course. Of course. And the HF radio there. That's my audio mixer for doing audio editing and other bits and pieces. Also, how many clocks does one man need? Well, you see, they've all got their own different purposes. One of them's a weather station. One of them is in GMT for the radio stuff where you have to do everything in universal time. And a real clock. And then a kitchen timer that I use for timing things. This shelf here is the junk shelf. So this is leads, headphones, spare microphones. I'm sure everyone's starting to understand the junk shop connotation there. Yeah. Okay, so there we have three mice. A raspberry pi. <laughs> God, I don't need to be in here any longer. Look how many radios you have. That is unnecessary. You might be right. But I've got all the gadgets we've reviewed in the past. This is almost like, um, a, like a Where's Wally, but for all of the gadgets we've done before, <laughs> to be honest. Hanging over here are all the press passes that we've collected oh over my, the years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, of course, the Frequency Cast Award. Yes, yes, yes. Had to be done, had to of be course. done. A security camera, portable Wi-Fi unit. Uh, what about that? What do you think that one is? Well, it kind of looks like a large pedometer. Okay, any guesses? No. It's a storm and lightning tracker. Who has one of these? Me! Why? <laughs> because I've got aerials on the roof and I don't want to be hit by lightning, so that beeps when there's a danger of lightning. Oh, brilliant. You're so unimpressed, aren't you? It's just unnecessary tat. Look, I could say the same about your collection of handbags. No, you couldn't. I don't even have that many. Shoes? Shoes, I can understand. (laughs) Handbags, no. I'm a bloke. Look, I need two pairs of shoes. No, you need more than that. How many shoes have you got? I can tell you. And you've got the cheek to criticise me for having radios when you've got a house full of shoes. Do you think this is a bit of a geek's paradise? Oh, 100%. You could just live in this room. I definitely couldn't. Not enough shoes? Not enough shoes. Far too many radios. Instead of talking about hardware, let's talk about the cloud. Are we going back to your weather station? No, sadly not. We're talking cloud computing. And uh, we've had a couple of emails in about this of late. We've not really dived into this particular subject, but I have suddenly found myself really diving into this world of cloud computing. I've put all my photos, all my documents, just about everything's now gone up in the cloud. The reason I've done it is because I've migrated to Office 365. Are you still a Microsoft Office user? I am. 
And I'm also on, uh, yeah, Microsoft Office 365. We don't do too much cloud computing other than really for work. I, I don't think I'd use it in my personal life. Um, but for work, it definitely comes in handy because I'm always out and about. For me, I know it's obvious, but I've always sort of assumed that cloud computing is more for just sort of backing things up. But I've actually now put a fair amount of my important documents and photos uh, on a bit of shared space that automatically syncs to my laptop and to my tablet. So suddenly, by magic, everything is everywhere. And it's really working for me. Office 365, I didn't actually realise, was a, as good a bargain as it is. I used to buy the Office package for about 150 quid. Is that how you remember it? Yeah. It is surprisingly good a deal, though. Office 365, 80 quid, but that's a year. So it's a yearly subscription. Now, like you, I was, you know, subscription, do I want to subscribe to a bit of software? But 80 quid a year lets five people use it. And each person can use it on five computers, five tablets, and five smartphones. So each person, 15 devices, times five people, all for your 80 quid. I think that's well worth it, especially if you're a startup business. Um, ah, ah, personal use only. Oh, I see. So it's just for the family. Yeah, but who's going to know? Shh. <laughs> Other advantage is you get one terabyte of cloud computing space, which is as big as my entire hard disk. So actually, for your 80 quid, even just buying Office, it's cheaper than buying a cloud computing solution. So uh, I'm pretty impressed with that. And cloud computing, if you've not looked at it, there's all sorts out there. There's Microsoft OneDrive, there's Google Drive, of course, Dropbox that we're all familiar with. Um, give them a go. You might uh, just be a little bit surprised. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely sold. I think this is one of the first things we've actually both agreed on. It is pretty rare, isn't it? It really, really is. Something we didn't agree to a little bit earlier is diving on the radio. And Kelly, I've just put you on the amateur radio system, haven't I? You are such a stitch up. Ten minutes, you told me. We just speak to a couple of people, maximum four. We were on there for about 40 minutes, spoke to about 11 people. It was a complete and utter lie. Amateur radio is a hobby mostly for men, it has to be said. So I put Kelly's tones on our local uh, repeater and we had quite a few people wanting to talk to you, didn't we? We did, and, and only one of those female, shockingly. So I wish you all the best, Kelly, and uh, M Pete in the background. So 73 and 88 for me. This is M6 KFA. You have no idea some of the things that I've been roped into as a result of this man. But it's uh, been really, really good speaking to you this evening. 88. 88, bye for now. You're listening to Frequency Cast, the UK's technology radio show. Kelly, you're a TV watcher? Yeah, every now and then. Would you like an app that changes the way you watch TV, watch sports and go to the cinema? Depends how much it changed it. Well, we're about to find out. Uh, What's on it is a new app and we placed a call to their team to find out more about what this new app is set out to do. I'm Alia and I'm from What's On It. So this is a brand new application that changes the way we watch our entertainment. Tell us a bit more. Well, What's On It is an app um, with multi-category schedules for TV, sports, cinemas, so that you can schedule all your interests in one place rather than relying on a number of different apps. And uh, there's a great social element as well where uh, you can um, enjoy Um, events live with other people. Now at the moment if you look in the app store you'll see there's loads and loads of different sort of electronic program guide applications out there. Why is this one better? I think what we're trying to do is find the best of everything and I think what we want to do with our app is be able to give this experience where you can 
dip into this um, world of entertainment information and pick out what you want. And um, uh, and that's really the difference because uh, while there are other um, apps that do very individualized and, and focused things on particular categories, what we're doing is actually bringing in lots of things into one place um, and have that choice is the variety that we're offering. I have to say though that the way we watch TV today has changed quite a lot. Now I don't actually sit there at a fixed time each day and watch TV. What I do is I use my Sky Plus box or of course we've got TiVo to do the scheduling for me. If I'm watching TV that way why would I still need this app? Well for example I think that's focusing on TV so you're not going to get sports schedules out of that necessarily. You're not going to get your cinema listings out of that. Uh, With broadcasters they tend to have sort of vested interests in what they have in their apps for example and the difference between looking through your your EPG on your on your TV is you having to physically be there and something in your app being of course that you can check what's on on the move if there's things you want to watch or, or remind you um, uh, and, and it's about having having the the choice and the ver- that, that variety but the key thing here is is that we recognize that people have different interests they don't it's not just about um, TV um, or sports or cinema is the fact that in our lives we we like to enjoy a variety of things and be able to plan our our lives around all these different things happening at at different times or the same time. Now you mentioned this app had some kind of social media interaction. What's all that about? People like to share experiences either with their contacts, either friends and families or um, in a social media platform where they may not know people but it's great to be part of an experience with loads of other people enjoying the same thing at the same time and what we really do is we pick up on the conversational element of these social media platforms as opposed to having twitter and facebook apps within an app that's not what we're going for what we want to do is pick up on that conversational experience around particular events so really making that experience end to end from picking something that you're interested um, planning it and sharing the experience live when it's um, happening or even afterwards because you can um, in the app you can uh, save your favorites and you know it might might have happened a week ago but you're still really buzzing from it and you want to talk about it you can save that as a favorite and still talk about it even when it's off the radar of the um, social media platforms. Yeah, and I suppose this social media element comes in with shows like, I don't know, Strictly Come Dancing or Dragon's Den, where if you don't watch it as it's transmitted, you're going to hear all the answers over Twitter a few hours later. Yeah, a big example, Dragon's Den, The Apprentice, things like that, that are really, um, that people love to have an opinion on at the moment of watching it. At the time of recording, this application is not actually available, but it's due out in September, is that right? We're actually going through the um, Apple review process at the moment, so it's going to be in the Apple app stores, and uh, it's going to be free to download. We don't have any free trial. We don't have um, uh, annoying ads, so it is actually free to to use. We we have in-app purchases so that you know you can really choose how much information you want to see and um, and use. Because as you say, you know there are lots of um, apps out there that might do a, a corner of what we do and uh, we just hope that people sort of take it on and recognize that this is a this is a baby that's it's a pretty smart baby but we want um, people to be part of the process of developing it into you know what people want in such an app okay so ios at the moment for apple devices what about android we're really keen to get on Android. Our plan is hopefully once we release this, um, we want to refine it and and then um, really take it to Android in a much more polished form. 
Thanks very much to Alia from What's On It, and we hope to be returning to What's On It in a few months' time to see how their app's working out. Hi, this is Sue Holderness, Marlene from Only Fools and Horses, and you are listening to the Frequency Cast Technology Show. Yippee! Right, something of an apology for our last show, which went out on the 2nd of August. Normally we go out on the 1st of August, but we had a little bit of a hitch, thanks to our good friends at BT. I've seen a lot of angry um, social media (laughs) comments. I've tried not to ask. I didn't want to get in the way of your wrath. I was looking out the window uh, and I saw two BT vans outside. I thought, I wonder what that's all about. And then my broadband went off. So I popped my head out the door and said, excuse me, what are you doing? Oh, we're doing some work at a neighbour's house. Well, you've just cut me off. Oh, well, um, yeah, phone in and report it as a fault. And I'm thinking, no, you've just done something that has broken my broadband. I phoned and reported it as a fault, and it took eight days to get back on. Oh, that is not good. I was pretty unimpressed and did a lot of online searching, and I discovered this thing called pair stealing. Now, whether this actually happened to me or not, I don't know. And BT are denying that this goes on. But apparently what happens is, if they're doing work in the, you know, the little green cabinets where all the phone wires are? I do. If they're doing work in there and they're maybe trying to fix a fault and they need a spare pair of wires, what they do is they look for a spare pair that they don't think is in use and they use that instead. Now, I'm still fairly convinced that the fact that my line was a working line until they turned up outside and then it wasn't, is something to do with this. It can't just be a coincidence, which is what I was told by BT. I understand your conspiracy theory there, to be honest. It's it's just a little bit too coincidental, and I do not believe that, bearing in mind how much we now know about technology, just happened. So I was convinced there was something amiss here. I did as much investigation as I can. The problem is, it's not BT that owns the lines and the cabinet and all the rest of it. It's OpenReach. And as a customer, I can't talk to OpenReach. I have to talk to BT, who talked to OpenReach. And the excuses I got back, I'm not even going to go there, but I'm still fairly convinced I was cut off, either deliberately because they wanted my pair for somewhere else, or accidentally, which I can live with. And as a result, unfortunately, we were late. And don't blame us, blame our good friends. BT. On the plus side, though, some good news. In the last show, we talked about my Fitbit that was falling to bits, the strap was coming off. Uh, You suggested that I get in touch and whatever. Amazing. Instant replacement, delivered a few days later, no questions asked. Full credit to Fitbit. was a dodgy strap and they just couriered me a new one. So, well done, guys. Yeah, that's really impressive. I think the speedy responses, no half-ditched excuses, always works best for a customer. Final thing to talk about in this show is uh, Dragon's Den. Your favourite. I love it. You don't watch Dragon's Den particularly, do you? If it's on, I will watch it quite happily. And I loved it when it first came out. But it's one of those shows that's kind of died a little bit of a death for me. The reason I always watch is normally uh, one of the guys or girls we've met at uh, one of the shows that we go to, like uh, Gadget Show or Wearable Tech, eventually turns up. And one did. Our friend from uh, the Gadget Show that we went to this year, in fact, uh, My Smart Remote. I wonder if you remember that one. It was the uh, Unlock Your Car Uh, with your uh, tablet and smartphone. Yeah, I I do. And I kind of feel like I know the result of this one, but, well, we'll see. Unfortunately, yes, it was uh, an I'm out from all five of them. But nonetheless, it was good to see him. And uh, for those that either missed the show or missed our little feature, uh, here is us talking to My Smart Remote a bit earlier this year. Hello, my name is Dr. Akhtar. Basically, uh, one of my friend's car was stolen about two years ago and uh, 
later on it was also used for crimes. So he got involved into a number of issues. I looked into the problem and I was surprised that every two seconds a car is reported stolen. In the current systems, if you uh, hand over your keys or if you give access to your car to any other person, a technician or some other service provider, they can clone your keys in less than 20 seconds. In this system, if you need to give access to your car, uh, you just give them guest passwords. And just to be clear, what we're looking at is a uh, tablet or a smartphone way of locking and unlocking your car. Yes. Uh, the beauty of it is that if you lock your keys inside your car, so in such a system, if I leave my keys and phone inside the car, I can take phone from someone else and I can unlock my doors. But still, the third person cannot start the car without my permission. Our innovation mainly lies in the security uh, mechanisms, which is not subjected to key cloning, password hacking, damaging the system. Even if in our system, if a thief damage the system, take the kits out of the car, even then he will not be able to deactivate security. If someone wants to find out more, what's the name of the system? Uh, it's My Smart Remote, and you can check further details on mysmartremote.com. So there you go. Well done for getting on Dragon's Den. Unfortunately, uh, no deal, but uh, it's all very, very, very good PR. Yeah, I guess it always helps. And on the final subject for this uh, particular part of the show, of PR, you're going to be a uh, video star, aren't you? Oh, hardly, Pete. You can't go that far with it. The TX Factor is a video for radio enthusiasts, a high-definition show, and they came down to our neck of the woods. So you're going to be a video star. I'm not really a video star. I just happen to feature in a video. You are going far too far with this. Here's a little extract of our Bob telling us why he was down filming our Kelly. Bob McCready, G0FGX from TX Factor. And we've been here doing two things, actually. One is uh, filming on one of your impromptu field days, which has been really interesting and great fun to be part of that. Of course, you joined us yesterday as well. We were at a uh, Raspberry Jam event. How did you find that? That was very interesting. And I think there's, you know, there's a good synergy, isn't there, between computing and amateur radio and perhaps as a recruitment route into amateur radio people getting involved in raspberry pis or other computing particularly the kind of computing where they're not being users but they're digging deeper into the technology and then that leading them into various aspects of amateur radio so that was good and that's pretty much the other reason that we're here because we're doing some work for the rsgb who are putting together a film uh, to encourage more young people to get involved in amateur radio. And it is an exciting hobby. And so we've been trying to shoot some stuff that will convey that to people who watch that short video and think, yeah, this looks like, you know, I'm a, I'm a young person interested in technical things. This looks like a hobby I could get on with. So there you go, txfactor.co.uk, and you'll see Kelly in all her glory uh, parading her stuff. Well done, Kelly. Oh, Pete, don't. You're embarrassing me. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Interaction for show 115. Quite a lot of messages. Are you ready, Kelly? I've taken a few deep breaths. OK, the first one is in response to our piece on Google Unsend in the last show. And we heard from John Clegg via Twitter. Gmail Unsend has been in the labs for years. Um, it's now gone into the main product. Not in the Android app, though. So that's probably where I think it was Andy from Thamesmead said he'd seen it before. It's been in labs, but it's now mainstream. Uh, right, we heard from Crispin. He got in touch about a problem we had uh, in the last show about power line adapters. He said, to Steve's question on creating power line networks for houses with two independent power line networks, is it possible to bridge the two networks with the router in the middle, thus being equivalent to having two switches plugged into a router, rather than trying to bridge the two networks with just 
just an Ethernet cable. Crispin, interesting idea. I can see where you're going with that one. I'll be honest, I don't know the answer. So any clever listeners out there that are a bit more network savvy than we are, get in touch and let's see if that can solve Steve's problem. Uh, Another one from the last show, smart meters. We talked about uh, PV solar cells and uh, whether you could measure how much you're using and how much you're making at the same time. We didn't think it was possible, but we heard from Stuart. Here's what he had to say. Yes, he says, I would suggest open energy monitor. These units can monitor electricity usage, the PV generation, and display the results on a web page or a phone app. And we'll put a link to that one up on the website if you want to give it a try. Right, time for a podline call. Hi, my name is Brant. I'm calling from uh, Arizona. Uh, I love the show. And uh, make some more episodes. All right, you know, I need some more podcasts to listen to. All right, thank you. Nice to hear an unusual voice on the show. Yeah, it's nice to see that we've actually got good reach. The uh, next one comes in to us from Mike Rowe. He says, first, having read of the flash vulnerabilities, I removed it from my Windows 7 Pro. Mostly no great problems, though. One or two sites say flash not up to date. Incidentally, I find Nitro Reader a better alternative to Adobe PDF Reader. He also says he's experiencing vanishing internet streams. Much to my annoyance, I can't stream your frequency cast on the pure flow. I can listen to the podcast, though. I rather like the randomness of the continuous streamed version. The randomness of our shows, Kelly. I must admit I love those as well. Yeah, me too. Uh, Next is from Marvin. He says, hi, Pete and Kelly, a blind computer user. Maybe you can talk about accessibility or different screen readers, etc. Marvin from Adelaide, that was. All the way in Australia. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, It's something we have covered in the past. We've talked about visually impaired uh, products and how well they're suited uh, to today's tech. But yes, maybe that's something we need to to go back over. He actually got in touch because he couldn't download our show and wondered if it was a problem with his screen reader. But of course, we know who to blame for that one, Kelly. BT. Yes, our internet provider over here in the UK. Uh, Next, we heard from Gary, G0DNI. He says, I'm a bit late with this, but are you aware that the BBC iPlayer will stop working with iOS 5 and 6 on the 10th of August 2015? Yes, we got this obviously uh, before the show was recorded. It looks like older versions of iOS don't support the BBC iPlayer. Uh, A little bit shocking. He goes on to say, is the BBC in league with Apple? because the uh, solution is to buy a new iPad. Yeah, I I would not be happy with that. I mean, how long before it's the iPad 2 and it continues, really? Yeah, not on. Built-in obsolescence? Always, always, always. Winds me up. We heard from Stephen Pearson about his Apple Watch. He says, I've been using Apple Pay on my Apple Watch since it was released, and I love it. Oh, me too. It's much quicker and easier than using a card. My only problem is explaining to the cashier how I want to pay. I've tried. Can I pay with a card? And they look blankly at me, waiting for me to get my wallet out. I've tried. Can I pay by Apple Pay? Look of fear as they do not know how to do it. Uh, Can I pay contactless? It feels strange to say contactless. Um, So what do you say to a cashier when you want to Apple Pay? I don't know. I just wave my phone at them and hope. Uh, We spoke to Georgia at uh, one of our favourite coffee shops in the last show. Uh, Maybe that's an excuse for me to go back to the coffee shop and ask how they expect to be asked. Uh, Next, we heard from Nick Skippings. He got in touch uh, to say uh, he wanted us to do a review of the Motorola G third generation 8 gig phone. 
Uh, after he sent us the email, he uh, gave up waiting for us and went out and bought one. And he says they are brilliant. He's owned it for a couple of weeks now, and he's seriously impressed with what Lenovo, who now own Motorola, have done to release a phone with such a good spec and performance. What we'll do is we'll stick a full copy of Nick's review up on the website, because it's rather good, and anyone that's looking for a decent uh, mobile and a decent review of a decent mobile, have a look on our show notes. And the next one's from Dick Thompson. He says, you're probably aware that the BBC have recently made it possible to download most of their radio programmes, which are not already available as podcasts. Unfortunately for me, these downloads are only available to phones and tablets, but not to PCs, presumably because they are DRM to self-destruct after a certain period. Yeah, Dick goes on to say that uh, he downloads a lot of podcasts onto his Sansa MP3 player and he doesn't want to break the law because he's not meant to be downloading and copying these things, but he wants to know if there's a workaround to allow him to download something he's legally entitled to download and play on a different MP3 player. Clever listeners out there, let us know and we'll have a little sniff around as well. Peter Howev now, one of our amateur radio friends, he said he got a postcard from at 800.tv which is forwarded on to us this is um, areas where 4g could interfere with your free view he got a card that says are you experiencing tv disruption if so it could be 4g our online diagnostic tool could help you to determine whether you are being interfered with by 4g interesting we've not seen one of those yet and we've not had a lot of complaints about 4g interfering with free view so if you've been affected or had your tv disrupted by mobile phone signals we would love to hear from you if you want to get in touch to ask us a question make a comment make us laugh anything you like several ways you can get in touch kelly you can leave us a voicemail the number is 0208 133 4567 or you can send us a text on 07882 043 521 or you can send us an email via the contact us button on our site thank you very much now kelly we finished the show it means you can sit and play with all these lovely toys now what do you fancy first do you want the weather station or do you want the storm tracker I think I'm going to take the Smurfs and my glass of wine. And your shoes. And my shoes. Frequency Cast. Shutdown in progress. Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Frequency Cast. Our shows are driven by your feedback. So please get in touch and tell your friends.